think um I think I'm live. Um doom, doom, doom. let me get my cell phone. quite some time and uh about to send my boy link uh you know in all honesty i don't know what i'm gonna talk about or even what i talked about last time just got bit by a mosquito <sighs> boy it's been really a journey for me over the last few months um people are texting me wanting me to start the show uh so the initial topic that i was going to talk about today was a relationship topic i was going to talk about mm, my theory on black men and why they can be perceived to be or if they are actually you know promiscuous is there a reason is it steeped in some kind of um old school throwback you know something from because you know a lot of time anyway whatever that's that's not what i'm going to talk about today i think what i'm going to talk about today is purpose finding your purpose and not allowing people to um steal your inner light i know it sounds kind of hokey but i was talking to a buddy of mine uh, today and we were, we were talking about a decision that i made about a friend of mine if he's out there listening what's up one love and it was a tough decision i don't think todd was gonna make it on T is not going to make it on because he's not feeling well. So I'm running this one solo, solo dolo. So it might be a little short. This is, like I said, just a test run. And my kid is in there crying, acting a fool. And I don't think anybody's on here. So I can just feel free to talk and say what I want to say. Uh, let me get a chair. Actually, I don't need a chair. All I need is some water. And, you know, my boy Tiger has been talking about getting on this for quite some time and, you, and bailing out. He's texting me, at least listen. Listen to what I got to say. So what's happened to me since the last time we talked? A motherfucking bunch. Um, I'm almost done with my master's program. Um. But I'm starting to wonder if it's what I truly want to do. And that's that's really a hard thing to determine. You know, what you what you really want to do with yourself. I was watching a video. And in the video, it said, this is how you can find out what you really want to do with your life. If you really want to find out what you want to do with your life, 
there's a couple of steps to take. Move one. Close your eyes and think about the thing that you would like to do if money if money was not an issue. If you could do whatever you wanted to do day in and day out, what would you do? All right. Take the money away. Just what you would do in your free time just because. All right. So you got that thing. And then this is where the video turns and it tell, told me something a little different than what I had ever heard before. What they tell you in the video, this kid is acting a fool. What they tell you in the video is simple. You continue to do the thing that you love to do. Because eventually, if you put enough hours into it, you end up being a master at the thing that you want to do. And people always end up paying masters for their mastery. And when he said it like that, it clicked. I got a buddy of mine. Chris, he's really into stocks in a way that I've never seen anybody. I've never seen him this excited about anything before. I think he wants to go to school for nursing, and I applaud that, and I hope he's successful. But man, the fire that I see in him about stocks, the amount of time that I see that he spends on stocks, I've just never seen him so excited about something. And something clicked. I asked him, I said, Chris, how many hours a day do you spend on stocks? And he said, oh, I don't know, roughly one, two, three hours a day. And so if he spends, we'll just say two hours a day, which is reasonable, seven days a week, that's 14 hours times 52. That's 70 hours, 70 hours. Let me tell you something, y'all. I'm not going to spend 70 hours ever looking at the stock market I don't care that much so I got two options either I can spend that much time trying to get the level of mastery that he has or I could just pay him and that's when it clicked if you do what you love eventually at some point people have two options either they can tap into your mastery and pay you for your expertise or they can do it themselves but who in their right mind would spend that much time on something they don't really care about when they could pay somebody to do it and it's probably going to be done better than they're, it's probably going to be done better I, this kid is just driving me nuts in there well at least driving mom nuts and so there's a couple of things that I love to do I love digging into the human psyche, looking at different things like addiction, depression, anxiety, stress. Um, right now, I'm, 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 I'm in my master's for my psych program, and I enjoy it because it helps me look at the brain and depression and anxiety and those type of things in a different way. <laughs> and what's been really interesting about it all is that it let me know and I never knew until this year that I had been struggling with depression and anxiety not just for a small amount of time but for for the better part of my entire life I never knew that because I was so used to feeling that way I was so used to uh, having that weird ball in the pit of my stomach all the time kind of like a 
almost like a PTSD waiting for something to happen always chronically depressed um, like for me for example when I do get depressed I would sleep all day I could sleep all day when I'm depressed not eat things like that this is the first time in my life I would say over the last year where I've been organically happy within myself and what's made me organically happy and this can be for anybody is you have to find your inner purpose and who you are at your core and not allow anybody to shake you off that and it sounds simple because we all say I think we all say oh, I don't care what people think about me when in fact we really do and it's really hard to shake that off I'm just kind of rambling but stay with me it's really hard to shake that off it's really hard to to genuinely quote unquote not care what people say about you because you do because for it, it kind of hurts and stings when you're sitting there wondering what you did to somebody but as I get a little bit older and more in tune with myself I start to realize that whatever issues somebody has with you a lot of times it's their own issues it's their own insecurities projected like for example last uh, few months ago I did my first Muay Thai fight I had set myself as a goal at the at la earlier um, around this time last year that I was going to have my first fight and I did it and I and I did I did all right and I realized for the first time and I think I like pulled a ligament in my toe I know I pulled one because I have to go to a podiatrist tomorrow if I can but it made me realize that for the first time I had done something I won't say that I did something for myself but I made myself into the person I wanted to be not who other people told me I could be but who I wanted to be I had never done that when I started on my fitness journey I heard all kinds of shit on the way because people had their vision of who I was and the problem with that is if you allow everybody else to paint their vision of who they think you are how can you ever be successful everybody sees you from a different standpoint everybody views you from a different light so if you try to accommodate the world and be who they view you as how are you ever going to catch up because it varies from person to person to person and I had been guilty of that of people pleasing and trying to because I was trying to find out who I was I couldn't figure it out and for the first time I said fuck it I just said fuck it so many people ask me why do you want to be why do you want to go get punched in the face why do you want to go do it's not your thing it's my thing it's who I want to be you don't have to come along on this journey it's not required and that's what I started to realize I used to say I don't care what people think about me it's not about caring what people think about me quote unquote what I start to realize it's about being who I want to be and traveling on my journey in this direction if you don't want to travel with me on my journey that's okay it doesn't make us less friends it doesn't mean we're enemies it doesn't mean I hate you it means I'm still going I'm still going on my chosen path 
I'm going to continue doing what I want to do. And if you don't want to come along, that's okay. I didn't even realize I was looking. I didn't know. Did y'all know that Jesus had brothers? You know, they always talk about him going back to Nazareth and um, how they laughed him out of his hometown. But I didn't even know. You can Google it. Jesus had brothers. And when Jesus tried to go speak, they said that he was mad and tried to, I don't know if they tried to commit him or restrain him, but they did. They tried to stop him from having a voice. And it really made me sit there and think, hold on, I can hear you, but my headphones are dying. Well, fuck you too, Chris. That's my dog, man. It made me really think, how many of us, um, in trying to find our purpose or go in our own way are so concerned what other people will say about us if we fail now obviously no one wants to admit that no one wants to admit that there's a fear of failure but that's not the true fear what I think we really start to what well it is to a degree but it's not just that you fear failure what the real fear is is that everybody else will be right that what they think about you um, and your insecurities, it'll be proven right. Uh, for, for the longest time, I, did, I thought I was somebody of low intellect, low physical capacity. Um, I didn't really think much of myself. So in not thinking much, of, I didn't, I just didn't see it. I didn't see what what some people, what my dad saw in me. I just did not see it because I allowed what other people said about me my whole life to stick. You know, I had people tell me I was dumb. So I was like, well, enough people people tell me I'm dumb, so I must be dumb. So I almost made it like a self-fulfilling prophecy because I just never tried. I never really exerted myself and kind of kind of played it off as being laissez-faire like Oh, well, you know, I just don't care. Just try to be nonchalant. But I really did care. And I really did want to try to be something better. But I was so afraid that if I gave it an honest effort, I mean, like, really, really got got in there and gave it everything I had. And that if I did fail, they would be right. And I was too afraid to find out. You know, what if they are right? What if I really and for some of us, it's more comforting to live in the what if, because if you don't apply yourself, then I know it sounds confusing. And if anybody wants to call in, it's cool. I'll listen to you talk. I think you need headphones, but it's scary. Like, what if they are right? And I'm really not shit. I keep looking behind me because I'm in my garage. What if they're right? What if I really not shit? Maybe it's best not to try. Well, I'll tell you all this. And this is what I found out on this whole journey. And I wish I had realized this sooner. Your journey is your journey. One of the examples that I use is Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather. Who would win in a fight? Who hits harder? Obviously. Mike Tyson. Well, if that's the case, should Floyd Mayweather have never tried boxing? What if Michael Jordan looked up to Hakeem Olajuwon and tried to act like him and be like him? 
he would have never discovered his own greatness. You, your only mission in this lifetime is to be a better version of yourself. Literally one step at a time. When you start to realize that, that the only competition you have is the person you were yesterday. And the only thing that you have to do is try to be, I know this sounds really corny, but just really give it a real shot. Is just to try to be better than you were yesterday. All of a sudden things open up and, and change. Like I'm over here and I want to... Um, I'm going to start painting. Actually, it's right here. I want to start painting. I never thought I could paint because I couldn't draw. Well, I enjoy painting. So who gives a fuck if I'm not good at it? It doesn't really matter because I'm not trying to be Vincent Van Gogh. I'm trying to be Donaldson Raymond Betts. I remember one time I made a, uh, a song and I sent it to Van Hunt. He's the dude that's dating Holly Berry right now. He's a music artist. I like his first album. And I think I'm going to play a little bit for y'all. Well, I tell you the rest of the story. When you continue to challenge yourself daily. Oh, wait. When you continue to challenge yourself daily, that's all it's all about. I support this from Queen B. Thank you, Queen. Um, I sent him a song. And I, I was just being hard on myself because, you know, I was having a really tough time in life. And I said, I know it's not very good, such and such and such. And he was like, good? What do you mean? I said, I know it's not very good. He's like, art doesn't have to be good. Art is you. And so this is, I'm just going to play a little track. This one's called Dust. Uh, off his album, Van Hunt, 2004. It's real funky. Guess what? I can't sing, so I'm not going to try, y'all. Hey. But anyway, you get the point. And that really, like, started to change my mind about how I view things. I'm going to keep this playing. Um, it really started to change my mind how I view things. And I went when I went to go, when I started Muay Thai, I remember the first day that I walked in. The very first day that I walked in, I walked right the fuck out. <laughs> I walked in, and I saw the trainer. His name's Mark Beecher. And a uh, face full of tattoos. And some other dude, they were just kicking the pad. You know, just real alpha male shit. I was real intimidated. I had been going to the gym for a little bit. But I didn't know how to throw a punch. And so I went to the first class. And I almost passed out. But I kept going back. And I kept going back. And at first, once again, I was real intimidated. Because there were guys in there who were just cold with it. I mean, pop, 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 pop. But something interesting happened when I was going to the classes. Every single fighter that was in there, every single one of them was super supportive because, and I didn't, I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, why are these guys being so nice to me when they could kick my ass? And then as I went, days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, months turned into roughly a year, but I injured myself because, you know, I'm old and shit. And I started running to other guys and I, I saw that they were new and I would train, you know, not train them. Let me not get all uh, into myself, but I would, you know, help them. And then I realized that everybody starts somewhere. And then I started to realize that anybody that's ever tried to do something starts from somewhere. The only people who talked about me 
in my training were people who had never thrown a punch, were people who had never tried to step out of their comfort zone one time. Think about it like this. I got a better shooting average than Michael Jordan because I've never taken a shot. I mean, really think about that. Because when you start to realize failures aren't failures, failures are simply ways that you can get better at what you're doing. So if you take a shot and you miss, that's literally just preparing you to be able to shoot better the next time. So once you change in your mind how you see failure, you start to realize failure does not exist. It, 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 is a, it is a construct that was given to us. Really, if you think about it, it was given to us by the educational system. And this is why I say that. Oh, y'all got me going. This is why I say that. How is school set up? You're in school. You're in a class. Y'all are learning something. And it's designed almost to embarrass you. You raise your hand or the teacher calls on you, which is more embarrassing. If you don't learn the way that other people learn, you say the answer. It's wrong. Ha ha ha. You're you fail. And so we go through 12 years of that. And if you go to college more, four years, eight, whatever. But guess what? Life does not reflect. School does not reflect how life truly is. Like in school, if you fail a test or there's a clear delineation. I am preaching. I'm I'm, I'm letting it out today. There's a clear delineation about who's quote unquote better in school. You got a A, you got a B, you got a C, you got a D, whatever. It's a competition. Life doesn't work that way, y'all. There's you don't have to be better than somebody else. You just have to be better than yourself. And once you realize it is okay. You have permission to make mistakes because all you're doing is like, hey, I did this. This didn't work. I can try something else. And think about this. If you make a mistake, what are we worried about? Somebody saying something about you? There's a UFC fighter. I want y'all to go check this out. His name's Max Holloway. It's on YouTube. He was having a difficult time. I can't remember what the name of the video is. And he was saying, like, it's okay to ask for help because if you go to somebody and you ask for help and they laugh at you, who gives a fuck? They weren't your friend anyway. Go to the next person. Think about the people that you love when they make a mistake, when they try something big, like when they say, I'm going to step out on this ledge. I'm going to do something. When it's people you care about, do you admire them or do you laugh at them if it doesn't work out the way? No. You get in there. You, I admire people who take a chance. I think we all deep down do. Like when you see that five foot two guy going up against a, a six foot nine guy and he knows he's going to lose. Do you laugh at him when he gets his ass whooped? Or do you like, man, that's a real that that dude went at it. He really tried. When you have that coworker who quits their job, steps out on a ledge and maybe they fall and have to come back. Do you laugh at him and say, Haha, ha, I knew you were never going to make it. Or do you wish you had the nuts that they had to go out and do what they do? And the people who have something to say about them, they're scared. That's what it really is. They're really showing you that they're fear because there's not a person on this planet that doesn't wish they could step out and be who they want to be.
there's not a person alive that doesn't want to throw their badge down, walk away from that job and do what they want to do. But we're afraid. We're afraid that our mistakes are going to be magnified by some imaginary people. I don't know who these imaginary people are, but that's what we're truly worried about. But that failure inside of you, it's an illusion. It doesn't exist. And you have to know that and you have to like really be okay with it. So the challenge that I would have to anybody that's listen listening is to try something outside of your comfort zone. And I can tell you a little bit about my story and it'll make a little more sense. I'll start from high school. When I went to high school from the from I guess why I was so depressed, why I was so anxious from um as long as I could remember, I got picked on. I'm talking about from elementary all the way to high school, relentlessly. And the only time I would ever stand up for anything is if somebody uh, picked on my brother. Because the way I was raised is like, it was weird. My parents taught me to, if something happened, go tell the teacher. But if something happened to your brother, flip that switch. And so that's the only time I would stand up for myself. And so, you know, bottling that up because I didn't realize that I actually have a warrior spirit inside me. So if you bottle that up and keep it inside, that that warriorness turns into anxiety like that movie um, wanted. It turns into depression because you're not who you want to be. And so I just struggle with that. And, you know, even in my studies now, I realize that when you have depression, and anxiety, it decreases your ability to learn and focus. And so my GPA was horrible out of a class of, I'll just make up a number, 200. I was like 198. So I get out there in the real world, and this will probably go into a different topic about black men and promiscuity. I had never known what it was like to achieve anything. Because in my mind, like I was really good at basketball. I was really good at sports. I was naturally athletic. But I was so worried that I was going to try and I was going to get picked on more. And I guess talking to you guys, is starting. To, I'm starting to think about some things. Then I decided it was just better to lay low and not even try. So that's from all the high school, all through elementary, middle school, high school. I didn't even try. And then I carried that all through my 20s. I was so afraid of, um, of failing when I went to college. I had Since I had never applied myself in high school, I had to take all the remedial classes. There are three remedial math classes. I had to take all of them. There are two remedial English classes. I had to take all of them at HCC. I didn't grad. I didn't get out of. I didn't get out of a community college until like 25 or 26 or something like that when I met my wife and when I did apply to nursing school, I honestly didn't think I was going to make it. I thought it was, I was dealing with imposter syndrome, but I went to HCC's nursing school for one semester. It sucked. And then I got accepted to the school that I had set my mind on, which was UT. I was so intimidated. I had let my science courses lapse to where I had let five years go by. So I didn't remember any pieces of the anatomy and somehow I made it through. Well, in nursing school, they make you go to different clinical sites, and I naturally gravitated towards psych because, honestly, it was the easiest and required the least amount of anatomy and physiology, and it was something I was naturally interested in. 
Well, the worst clinical that I had was the EC. It was so bad that my instructor pretty much just laughed at me every day. I'm on the phone. My instructor laughed at me every day. Um, it was horrible. It was it was so bad and my wife would see me come home defeated every single day but obviously I kept going back graduated whatever I even ran into my old uh, clinical instructor because I was taking my child to urgent care and he was like yeah I remember you you were the second worst guy uh, that I I'm my homeboy tried to call me a podcast now um you were the second worst student that I had. Anyway, I went over to a psychiatric unit. I'm not going to tell y'all. People that know me know it. Um, and I excelled. It was the first time in my life, outside of rapping, that I had actually been good at something. And people recognized me for it. I had never had that in my whole life. And it felt good for people to be, um, you know, to really just value you so I was like oh this is awesome well my my preceptor was like hey you need to leave here I was like what I'll stay here forever it's easy money and they love me I'll just move up she was like no you need to go to the emergency room to learn more about medical background I talked to my dad about it rest in peace I love you daddy and he was like I don't know son but I did something that I had never done before in my whole life I took a chance I believed in myself and I just said, fuck it, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I went to the emergency room. And let me tell you all something. Six years later, I moved up to charge nurse. They, they talked about me in the emergency room the whole time I was there. The whole fucking time. Year one, got laughed out the place. Year two, I went up to charge nurse. They talked about me the whole time. Year four. I became a manager. They talked about me. Well, I got what I, I I got what I wanted out of that place. I became the manager. I got a semester left before I got my master's degree. I got promoted for more money. I got a six-figure salary because I bet on myself. And I said, "Fuck y'all. Fuck what other people thought about me. I took a chance and I bet on myself." And it was hard. It was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my whole life. Because I had to, I really had to sit there and truly believe in not only myself, I had to not believe what other people were saying about me. And it's hard when there's proof there, when you do suck. But the thing is, we all suck in the beginning of something. So what I'm saying in all that, and like I said before, what my challenge is to y'all is don't be comfortable being comfortable Think about who you are and what you want out of your life. One of my dad's biggest regrets, what he told me, yeah, fuck him, whoever the PBG, fuck him with the wrong one. What my dad told me, one of his biggest regrets in life was, was that he let life take him wherever life took him. He didn't set a clear course for himself. And I never understood that until this year. Well, last year. And I'll go back to the example about Muay Thai. If I hadn't set a goal for myself and said in one year, 
I'm going to have my first fight. Things would have went different because along my journey, I'm still injured. I injured myself. I injured my finger. I injured my leg. I injured my knee. But I had known that I set the goal. I told people I was going to do it. So I fought back. You know, I went to rehab and I went through it. And what I realized is if you don't set a if you don't set a goal for yourself, how are you going to achieve it? If you just tell yourself, I'm going to get rich, what's the dollar amount? When are you going to do it? Because the best example I can tell people, have you ever thought of a problem, like a really tough problem? You go to sleep, you wake up, and all of a sudden you got the answer. The reason that is, the reason that is, is because your brain doesn't stop working. It never stops until it finds the answer. So what you have to do is give it the question. Because if you don't give it the question, it's literally like grabbing a cup and pouring everything into it, but the cup has a hole in it. The goal, I'm not going to say the goal is the hole or anything corny like that, but your goal is the, the bottom part of that cup. And your brain, once you say, if you said something like, I want $300,000 in the next five years through whatever means, your brain goes to work. And what you'll do is you'll start aligning your life to meet that goal. And you'll start making sacrifices to meet that goal because there is a mission. Another good example. Who would find what they want faster? You got two guys. One said, both of them say, I want barbecue. One guy just gets in his car and goes driving. The other guy sits down for a second and goes to Yelp, looks for the best barbecue in town. Granted, they both can find barbecue. Who's going to oh shit? Who's going to find it faster? Who's going to find the better barbecue? We could argue about semantics and you could easily say, oh, well, they both can find it. Don't be stupid. You know who's going to find the barbecue faster and better. And that's the same with goal setting. You have to sit down and not only determine what you want out of life, don't put a cap on it. Literally dream as fucking big as just like insanely big. Just go nuts. Just go fucking crazy with the goal because every and here's the thing. We're all full of shit. We're all completely full of shit. We know if, for example, if, I don't know, space aliens, mind reading space aliens. Hold on. Somebody, I don't know, somebody clapped for me. Um, if, say, mind reading space aliens came down and they say, listen, motherfucker, we can read in your brain right now. If you, oh, hey, Jenny, if you don't tell us what your dream for your life is, we know it. If you don't tell us, and you don't tell us the truth, we're going to kill everybody you love. Guess how fast all of us would say it? Lose weight. Start a multi-million dollar company. We know in our soul what we truly want to do with our lives. We all really know it. We really actually know it. But we're afraid. So we set more, I'm using quotation marks, we set more reasonable goals for ourselves. Oh, I just want to, you know, work a couple of years, retire, get this degree, blah, 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 blah. 
that's not what we that's not really what our heart truly desires we know what we really want but we're afraid of the failure aspect we're afraid that it won't work out so for some foolish reason we just don't attempt we would rather go to our grave and never try for our goals out of embarrassment think how that sounds that you would rather just not try that you would rather not just go ahead walk forward and say this is what I'm going to do I have a therapist that I go to and it made me realize something it made me realize that you always have a choice you never not have a choice there's consequences to it but you actually own all of your life for example if I wanted to if I so chose to I don't have to go back to work I don't have to answer a single email ever again if I so chose not to I could cuss out my boss I could pee on my desk I could do whatever I want I mean there are ramifications from it and I might be homeless but I essentially have the ability to do whatever I want and you do too but for some reason like we all feel it you know that weird feeling in your stomach where you're like I'm trapped I can't do anything <laughs> why not well uh, I got the kids I got the mortgage dum 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 okay <laughs> how much time do you spend watching TV could you replace that with your dream well I guess I could well why don't you oh it's just too much work oh okay that's fair so you would rather spin because if you really think about it anything <clears throat> regardless of it is average TV program I think now lasts an hour if you were to simply dedicate just one hour one hour which would equate to 365 hours I don't know how I got the math. Yeah. Which would equate to 365 hours on your 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 goal, whatever it is, you have 365 hours more than the regular person. They say that it takes 10,000 hours of something to be a master, which I think I think in a, if you were to do an 8-hour day, I don't know, it equates to 5 years. But here's the thing. That 8 hours that's required is to be a master at something you don't have to be a master at anything you can be highly proficient at something so if I told you that you could be highly proficient at the thing that you love in two years you might just have to sacrifice TV would you do it if you could be a ballet dancer if you could get into the physical condition because here's the thing it sounds hard but if you spent 30 minutes a day working out, you change your body and then you would change your mind and then you would change yourself. And then who knows what would happen if you spent the other 30 minutes on your goal. Eventually, you would know more than the average person and you'd be closer and closer and closer every day.
So if you spend literally just one hour a day focusing on your mind and your body, you'd be so much farther ahead. For like, I just think about it. I used to play a lot of video games. I used to play Madden. Madden, 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 Madden. And then one day I woke up and realized that I was the king of an imaginary world that nobody cared about. If I had simply, if I had dedicated, it, I can't even quantify it, but if I had dedicated all the hours that I had poured into Madden, into anything, to, to, into my dreams, I don't know what I would be. But I'd be better. I'd be a much better more thoughtful caring I'd be in shape maybe I'd be a stripper day day shift stripper because you know they have the best wings um maybe with some midgets midget midget day shift stripper <laughs> who knows but let me tell you something all the things that we do in our life are a big old fucking distraction it is up uh, you know what? I'll give you a good example. I was reading this book about, uh, it was one of my psychology, psychiatric, whatever you want to call it. And it had this really interesting thing. It was talking about melatonin. So melatonin is secreted by the penile gland. And it's a sleep hormone. Right? Jenny. Jenny, what it do? Um, it's a sleep hormone. Oh, Muhammad. What it do? Uh, it's a sleep hormone. Right? So melatonin, the way that it's activated surprisingly enough is by light so when melatonin comes out I mean when the lights go low which makes sense melatonin rises and it makes you go to sleep I'm jumping all over the place why because I'm motherfucking kid because I'm a motherfucking man anyway melatonin secretes and it makes you go to sleep right well light makes melatonin not secrete okay so what works in counterbalance to melatonin is cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So if you have too much cortisol and cortisol is highest in the morning, it gets you stressed out, right? Okay, so you follow that. What do you think your cell phone is doing to you when you're laying in bed, when you're staring at your phone? That's why we have so many problems. That blue light from your cell phone inhibits melatonin so you don't have, you have trouble sleeping. And if melatonin is inhibited, that means cortisol is increasing. And so that's why sometimes you sit on your phone all night, you have sleep anxiety, you wake up, and your cortisol levels are sky high, and you start the day out stressed. And then, on top of that, you already got this weird cortisol level that's higher than it should be. So what do most of us do? You drop a little coffee on that. You drop a little coffee on that. And so now your body is mimicking stress. And then, so what do we do? We go to a place that we really don't want to work. Sorry. We go to a place we really don't want to work, talk to people we really don't want to talk to, and we wonder why we feel the way we feel all the time. We put foods in our bodies. We put, yeah, we put foods in our bodies that, doesn't, that don't make us feel good. We walk around depressed. We walk around anxious. And we can't figure out why. And the worst part about it is the devil's greatest trick. It makes you feel like you're the only one that feels this way. Because everybody else is walking around seeming like they got it together. 
everybody that you look at, they seem like they got it all together. They know where they're going. They don't. I don't. People see me and they see somebody that's in shape, got the house, got the kid, got six figures, handsome than a motherfucker. And they think that I know what I'm doing. They think that I'm always happy. It ain't true. There are days where I don't get out of bed. There are days where I sit there and think, why do I destroy everything I touch? Why don't people like me? Why don't I have friends? Why don't people value my opinion? I have these thoughts. Do I sit there? Do I ruminate on them? Do I let them dominate me? No. I push them out. But they're there. And I have to actively fight them. You think God gets a devil? You, the God, God doesn't get a day off of fighting the devil. So you got to stay armored up. If he don't get a day off, well, he gets one day off. But hell, he's God. And what I started to realize is I had to stop praying for life to get easier. So I got bad news for all y'all. It ain't going to happen. Life's not going to get no easier. It's going to be hard from the moment you're born. Hell, childbirth ain't easy. When you come out the womb, it starts off hard. Somebody's smacking you. And it just gets progressive. The game gets harder from there. So what you need to do is you need to pray to God to give you the strength to get through a difficult life. That's more realistic. And we got it in us. I was talking to my homeboy, Tagba, and he was just telling me, you know, because I was talking to him about a situation that was happening with another friend of mine. I love you, dog, if you're listening. I really do. You know what I'm saying? What The action that I took that day wasn't meant to hurt you. I thought I was helping. If you're listening, I truly mean that. We've been dogs for a long time, and you know what I'm talking about. My homeboy Tiger was like, man, you know what? <laughs> you can't please everybody. All you can please is the man in the mirror. And I told Tiger, but that's not even true. Word up. Prayers for strength. Yes, ma'am. That's not even true. You can't even please the man in the mirror because he's fickle. I betray myself all the time. And I start to realize that the only person I can please is God because he's the only consistent one. I can't even trust myself. So I tell you all this. I'm here. Well, come on, hop on in. I'm about to get real hood. Cause when I get comfortable, you know, that's how I start to talk. Um, I'll tell y'all this, man. If you don't know where you're going, focus on getting to heaven. Because you can't go wrong doing that. When you start to get, because I'm starting to realize that the God that we have, he's selfish. And he'll do things until you, hey, what's the deal, toy? He'll keep doing things until you humble yourself. Well, till he humbles you. Because I notice that my my things always seem to go astray. <laughs> when I think I got it all under control. When I get all in into myself. And I got... I don't. I have to give... I don't know why. And I don't know why it is that... I don't know why... When, when you follow God... 
your life does get easier. But for some dumbass reason, you just don't want to do it. Because you think you're missing out on something. And honestly, I don't even know what the... I ain't missing out on shit. I'm trying not to cuss, but it ain't really, we ain't really working. <laughs> I'm not missing out on nothing. There's nothing out in this world that, there's nothing the world has brought me but stress. That's it. Literally nothing. Women, well, women, alcohol, whatever, whatever it is, man, that stuff, that didn't bring me any peace. Because what I started to realize is the only things the devil can offer you are fake versions of happiness. Think about it. Alcohol. You think it gives its confidence. Have you ever seen somebody drunk? It's a grotesque version of true confidence. It's not real confidence. You get real confidence by putting in some work in the gym and taking care of yourself. The devil will throw women at you. Women that ain't shit. TV sex that don't really mean nothing. Are you really happy when they put their clothes on and leave? Or when that dude puts his clothes on and leave? No. Not at all. True happiness comes from a real relationship with one person and y'all grow. That's real happiness. Gambling. The nightlife. I ain't never met I ain't never met a single person. I have never met a single person that stayed in the world. What's a 50-year-old look like in the club? Do you look at them and be like, "Yeah, that's what I want to be." Or do you or do you look at a, a a couple that's been together for 50 years and say, "But well, that's what I want." I challenge people all the time. You have the ability to lead the life any life you want to lead, whether it be wicked or wicked or whatever go find somebody that's living the life that you want to lead and tell me how it turned out go find the person that drank every weekend for 30 years tell me what they look like that smoked every day of their life tell me what they look like that was a womanizer tell me what they look like that slept with every man they could find tell me what they look like when it's all said and done bet you they ain't happy I was watching a documentary on Hugh Hefner died unhappy Chris Farley we all know how Chris Farley died he died of an overdose right but there's a part of the story that I didn't know that broke my heart Chris Farley struggled with addiction I'm gonna dive into that too because I got a little bit of time so I ain't gotta work tomorrow so y'all get to listen Chris Farley struggled with addiction all of his life uh, there's a criteria called ocean I'm gonna look it up but I can start down the road it's uh the first part of the O is openness openness to new experiences Jenny I think we talked about this um, people that suffer from addiction are high they are high in openness the C is conscientiousness or tension, eh, consciousness something like that <laughs> y'all know what I'm saying but basically it's organization person is low in organization they suffer from addiction extroversion usually people with addiction are extroverts agreeableness it does depend on what the narcotic is cocaine users generally lower in agreeableness uh, marijuana users are usually high and neuroticism almost all people with addictions are high in neuroticism usually anxiety poor self-esteem etc 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 going back to Chris Farley 
he had a very addictive personality my battery's low only got 10 percent, so we only got a little bit more time together but i'm back so it's all right um he suffered with addiction all his life well at the very food i think it was food women and narcotics were his you know his addictions well chris farley died plug it up i can't i can't because my microphone is plugged in here but it's okay I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep spitting for the little bit of time that I got left. Actually, I'll just turn down the I will turn down the light on it. There we go. I won't be able to see y'all's comments as well, but you get where I'm going. So Chris Farley, when he died, he was in, I think he was doing a speedball. He was in a hotel room with a um, hooker. And as his heart was pumping his last beats, the very last words that Chris Farley had, was please don't leave me the hooker looked at him took a picture and left him to die that's how he passed I don't know what the purpose of that story was I forgot that's sad man that's a sad way to go out and that's all the devil has to offer you because really think about it think about those times where you were separated from God and decided to go one way instead of another. Wh- whatever the reason was, pride, ego. How did it turn out? Did it turn out well? I don't know your story, but I can tell you for me, a hundred percent of the time, it turned out like shit. Whenever I decided to go against my gut instinct and do something other than what <clears throat> I was supposed to do. It turned out horribly. Like in the case of promiscuity. <clears throat> and we'll talk about like, you know, having good sex. I tell people all the time, was the sex worth it? Do you even remember it? Or do you remember the pain? I remember the pain that some of those relationships caused me more than I remember the sex. It's all a blur. Same with the nightlife. <clears throat> How many of those stories do you really remember from your 20s about those nights with friends? They're real vague. But I'll tell you what, I do remember graduating. I do remember that first fight. I do remember that job promotion. Don't waste your time on that shit, man. All that stuff that's quote unquote fun. Don't nobody care about that one night you guys went to the you ever heard somebody tell you a story about that one night thing? You don't give a fuck. When somebody tells you about all the chicks that they bag, you don't care. When that drug dealer tells you about <clears throat> how cool he used to be and the cars that he used to have, you don't care. Nobody cares about your fictional shit. <clears throat> don't nobody care. Not fictional, I'm sorry. Nobody cares about your glory days, about the threesomes that you had and all that kind of stuff. Like, think about this. All those deviant sexual experiences that R. Kelly has, how much you think it matters right now? It don't. I bet you right now, that fool wishes he had just played the straight and narrow the whole time because we can say whatever we want about R. Kelly, but for our generation, he has one of the greatest musical minds of, that I've ever seen in my entire life. The man can literally, he made a song about the laundromat. He's a musical genius. He's just a very tortured soul. Um, well, 
I appreciate y'all's comments. I can't. I'm running out of stuff to say. If y'all wanna I'll open up the call lines, I think they're open. Um, Rad, I didn't mean to make you cry. <laughs> Hold on, this thing's got effects. Okay, my boy O is calling in. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's Hold going on, on, man? Hold on. All right. Can you hear me? I, that's that is me? how. Yes, sir. Okay. That is how I feel about X. Is you a little low? I'm a little low. Yeah. Um. How about now? A little bit better. Okay. Yeah, I was. Um. I'm. Uh, I'm still kind of sort of you know a little shaken because mm-hmm. uh, I took you know it's like I told you I took the vaccine a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and um I've been drowsy as hell man but right. nothing too extreme other than that you know okay. just. I think you know I have you know I have the booster and on the 28th, but for the most part, you know I think I'll be fine. But um, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna jump in, uh, add a couple of things. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go go ahead and say that um, yeah, it's really you know as far as R. Kelly is concerned, you're t- we're talking about an all-time career. Here. You know what I'm saying? Um, someone that some may even put up there with the Michael Jacksons and the Princes, if you really think about it. And if he would have done the straight and narrow, if he wouldn't have been too, if he wouldn't have um, stepped way too far out of bounds mm-hmm. and allowed the power that he had. Mm-hmm get to his head he, mm-hmm. and the thing is is that um there's history of abuse uh, uh from what i've from what i've read mm-hmm. and it, but um instead of learning from it he um he just he just went the wrong way mm-hmm. and um i mean it's like you said um you know, all that extra stuff i mean looking back on it i'm not gonna sit here and uh, I'll be honest. There are times where I'm like, "Oh man, you know, it, you know, you know, remember this, ha ha ha." But um, there's nothing better than being fine with being bored. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than being able to say, "Hey, I'm gonna sit at home, read a book, watch a couple of." Sh-. I mean, that's all I do nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and you know this. You know, I you know I've I've, I've told you my stories. Uh, I've I've dealt with I've dealt with uh, I've dealt with um so many different things that I you know I yeah uh, I, you know, I I can sit here I, um I I can I can write stories um about everything that I've seen and I look back on it and. Mm-hmm. One of the things I have to thank God for is the fact that I'm here to talk about these mm-hmm. things because I could have died multiple times. Mm-hmm. I could have killed people mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. Um, could have hurt somebody. I could, you know, I could have hurt myself, um, my family members, et cetera, et cetera, all of that. And um, you know, my advice to everybody is that, I mean, especially especially if you're younger. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and tell you that, oh, don't do this, don't do that, don't do, don't do whatever. What I'm going to say is that 
you have to know what you have to know when you've gone too far into that area to where it's starting to become a habit to the point to where um, the weekend turns into two days a week, turns into um, turn up Tuesdays and shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Facts. And once once you get into that turn up Tuesday uh, mode, mm-hmm. you, you start to realize that maybe I have a problem. And of course, when you're younger, I mean, I remember back when we were, um, of course, we we're in our 20s. And um, you know, you're you're in college. You're, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's binge drinking. You know, MTV used to, mm-hmm. you know, they, they used to the MTVs and the VETs and music videos. Everything they used to um, they used to promote the debaucherous mm-hmm. life because hey, you're young. But um, of course, you're young. But the thing is, is that even when you're young, um, your body still the the damage you put on your body is absolutely i mean plus you never know you i mean you can so, some people can some people can drink until they're 80 drink and smoke until they're 80 years old some people are lucky like that of course they don't look like but still you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and some people they'll drink and smoke and do whatever for maybe three or four months and then they end up in the hospital you know what i mean so mm-hmm. Uh, my, my my whole my, my whole input on this is that just you, you have to be really careful with how you move and the things you do in life. You know what I'm saying? And don't let it don't let anything get out of hand. I mean, you, you know what they say: too much of anything is a bad thing. Especially if you're you know, especially if it's alcohol, drugs, um, sex, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I mean, you know, there, there, there are plenty of examples out there, of that. Mm-hmm. and um, if you if if you have um, problems, um, there's a lot of people they self-medicate, myself included. They self-medicate because they um, because they're depressed or because they um, they're just having a bad week. Anything from a bad week to un, uh, an un, un, undiagnosed mental issue. Um, don't be afraid to get help. You yep. know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid. It doesn't even it doesn't even necessarily mean that you go to a psychiatrist. Talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, talk to somebody. Let them know that you're going through it. Sit down and have a. Because I've had some conversations back in the day that saved me from. Um, you know, of course, you know, I'm still young, but. I've had some conversations that I, I just sit down and we just talk for a long period of time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I've gained a lot more from those mm-hmm. than the countless amounts of times to where I went to a bar and spent 50 plus dollars. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, that's the um, weird part about it. I go to a guy who's, um, I haven't gone in a while. Therapist charges $120. Come to your house. You would say, well, that's a lot of money. I don't want to spend that much money. Hey, what's up, Mr. A? You would spend that in one night. You would spend that in one night at a bar, but you wouldn't spend that for one hour to fix yourself. Really think about it, because we always say therapy's too expensive. We don't have the time. You would spend that on bullshit. You would spend that on a piece of clothing to make yourself feel better. Than actually going to somebody to actually make yourself feel better. 
because most of us say the same thing when it comes to therapy, especially in the black community. I don't feel comfortable talking to somebody. Motherfucker, how do you know? You ain't even tried. That's true. You ain't even went once. And, and you know, it's really crazy, too, because um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to myself. Um, whenever I went out and got thrown, those mm-hmm. were the times where I was unwaveringly honest. But the thing is, is that honesty didn't get me anywhere. It was me, you know, a bunch of drunken ramblings about mm-hmm. a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, without cohesion, without focus, um, you know, you know, we we I mean, we we've had our our share fair drunken bouts, mm-hmm. drunken ruhahas um, and whatever the hell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing is, is that there's nothing constructive about that because for one, um, there's a very big chance that you're not going to remember it anyway. Like you, I remember once, you won't. you won't. Like I remember, you know, one of one of the little cool talks that I had and the thing is is that you know I had you know I had some of my friends that I kind of sort of bullshitted with and played pool or whatever and I had some of those friends that I also drank with that um you know they, we had intellectual conversations and such but the thing is is that I don't remember any of them. Right. you know what I'm saying you'll remember scant ideas and thoughts and whatever the hell's out of them but you don't remember you know you don't remember the whole you don't remember much of it you know what I'm saying mm-hmm so, um, um, back, uh, back to what I was saying, um, you spend that $100 or so dollars to go to therapy once, what, once every yeah, couple once, of weeks. Yeah, say you went once a month. Once a month, you know what I'm saying? Because, that's, that's, you know, once a month, that's, that's nothing. So, we'll just say that you spend $100 on a therapy session once a month mm. for a year. $1,200 and I'll tell anybody I'll tell this to anybody and I sincerely mean this if you go into therapy with an open mind Good night. Good night, Noah. if you go into therapy with an open mind and try what the therapist is asking you to do even if you don't understand or agree with it just like if you were going to a gym and try to do what the trainer is asking you to do even though you've never done it before you think you look silly I will guarantee you you will get a result the only requirement when you go see a therapist is an open mind and an open heart and honesty and a willingness to try Mm -hmm. now outside of some kind of I don't know personality disorder or even I don't something that can be fixed you know I can promise you you'll get a positive result if you go in there because but so many of us go into therapy if we even decide to go uh I don't know what we're expecting but ready for a fight but I'll tell you this much Hmm. and if you go to a therapist and you don't like them you go to another one just because you had one bad burger means you don't eat stop eating burgers for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. You just go somewhere else. That, just that go reminds somewhere me else. of that reminds me of like, um, when I was in you know because because I, I, when I was in the first grade, um, was it first or second grade? I'm pretty sure it was the first grade. I ended up um, you know throwing up because I, I think I was either a hot dog or a or, or or macaroni and cheese for a long time. I didn't eat that you know because I thought oh man. I have a bad reaction. It turns out, I, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, 
um, I was eating the um, corn dog and I stuck the stick way too, t- I stuck the stick too deep. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up throwing up. But anyway, um, it, um, the, the, the this therapist conversation goes back to um, not giving up and uh, basically a, a rough correlation to your um, Muay Thai experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you went in there and you walked right out because out of fear. Absolutely. A fear of being rid- um, ridiculed because I thought, you know what I mean? I had this preconceived notion that everybody knew how to fight. Every man on the planet knew how to throw a punch. Let me tell you something. That is not mm-hmm. true. That is so far from the truth. It's insane. But it's what I thought in my head. And I thought people were going to laugh at me because of my lack of knowledge. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how to swim. I mean, I can swim kind of. I don't either. To save my life. But even if people, it's always funny when I tell people that this summer, and I'm claiming it, I'm going to take swimming lessons. You know what the first thing I always hear? You don't know how to swim? Yeah, bitch. If I knew how to swim, I wouldn't be taking mm-hmm. lessons. I'm not so exactly. so and if you think about it like this, so what am I supposed to do because I never learned how to swim? Out of shame, I'm supposed to never learn and just die and pretend I know how to swim so you mm-hmm. won't talk about me or actually learn. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. That's I'm going to go learn. And if you laugh at me, that's fine. It's not that's, you laughing at me ain't going to make me swim better. It isn't. No. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So oh. cut the shit. Don't. But, I'm about to get off because my ears are starting to hurt. But listen, people, fuck everybody else. Be who you want to be. Set your goals how you see them, and literally sit down, and that'll be what we'll talk about. Fuck them, Jenny. Fuck them. Fuck them. Envision fuck who you want to be, who you, who you think your true self is inside of you, whatever that looks like, and work towards that. Be who you think that person is, and I promise you, eventually, that clay will fall to the side, and that sculpture will reveal itself. One love, peace, and blessings. I love you guys. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, and really, really try to do those things that 